Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Yeah. Two brothers bringing thinking on a second level. Woo. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. Street. The best two hours out of every week. Yeah. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. need. We just out here popping shit. Hey, it's your boy C. Diddy, and Matt makes me sick. TRPE, TRPE, yeah. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go. They know. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Jim Foley. Oh, man, it is a wonderful day in Woodbury, New Jersey. Says Woodbury. <laughs> uh, what's this, Gloucester Township? There we go. Is it Gloucester? Gloucester? Whatever, I don't know. I, I never really what know. Gloucester County. Gloucester, Gloucester. Gloucester. I thought there it was Gloucester. I added all these extra syllables yeah. and shit. <laughs> like, I was uh, just listening to a this Cass- is. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just watching the Cassidy interview. Please forgive uh, me. He was talking about syllables and figurative language, and I'm like, Cassidy, figurative is not a word, bro. You know what's crazy is uh, we starting on a on a absolute low. <laughs> clearly talking about Cassidy. I um I was in the gym the other day, and my uh shuffle, my drink, and my two step came on. Yeah, and me and Ross in our like. Right after teen kind of adult years, my drink and my two step was like the <laughs> anthem. <laughs> like, I remember walking into the bar and that song coming like that shit used to just hey <laughs> that shit was party time. Yeah, and it came on the other day on my my shuffle and I'm like, this song terrible. Like looking back on yeah. it, and I'm like, it's crazy because like Cassidy with all his antics with the the battle and shit, he's like completely ruined. Like he can't even go and perform them hits. It's over. Really. Yeah, yeah. It's over. Like, Arsenal, Arsenal grabbed him by the titties and shook him <laughs> the other day <laughs> in Philadelphia. It's funny because Cash really got titties now. <laughs> he grabbed him by the, and shook him. Yeah. And then it took Cassie like four seconds to be like, "Nigga, get yeah. the fuck off me, nigga." <laughs> but I'm really on the tip. Like, yo, my drink and my two step. I'm a hustler. Hotel. Um, drummer bass. He had another big, big John. Uh. Ah, uh, off of the drink of my two-step album. Um, B-Boy stands. He yeah. just had a lot of, like, quick little hits. and None of that shit matters anymore. Yeah, it's like with these goofy battles where he gets in the battle and he's legitimately, ah, open up his top like ramen noodles. <laughs> it's just like, what? Yo, do you want to know my favorite? Do you remember the Cassidy and, Me- and Meek Beef? Yeah. 
Meek said, my favorite part of the whole beef. Fuck the records. I don't remember none of the records. Meek said, you made Cut of My Hotel a dumbass song. <laughs> Drummer Bass a dumbass song. Drinking My Two Step a dumbass song. But what's crazy is if Cassidy played right though, those dumbass songs, he can go to Atlantic City and get paid at the boardwalk right. two or three times a year. You Not know no what I'm more, saying? baby. It's a lot of people that go on these old school tours and can make some money. And, and them just be selling out too. Dog. But it, like, it was Kane funny. still getting 50. 15,000 a show. LL, Kane, fucking Rakim, whatever he wanted, Dougie Fresh. Even like the newer, like the, the Busta Rhymes and the Fat Joes, and yeah. they, they lean back. Joe gonna perform that for the next. Joe getting 30 bands a show. Real bro. shit. Like it's crazy as fuck. Joe out. did, uh, Joe performed at Cheerleaders Holiday Party last year, rocked it. Dog. Got 30,000 to walk in a nightclub. I'm a hustler drinking my two step in hotel alone. Cash should be able to just go and get a dime 15 whenever. Yeah. But it's like these battles that make people like hate you. Yes. And literally, I had so many people this past week like, tell me you've seen the battle. Because I want to hear what you <laughs> And so I, I cut it on the other day while I was on the elliptical and I'm like, I, look, you know how, because it start with all of the previews and yeah. all that goofy shit. So I just moved the shit to the side, and it landed. Cassidy was like, ah, something, something, blaming, like Cameron. Oh, boy. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and you could literally, he was, he got done the bar, and the, somebody in the crowd was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yo. This shit is over for Cass. Like, that, that shit is crazy how you can really... Nigga, uh, he fucked this little bit of a legacy up. Them, that seven song run he could have went on, it's over. Drake said you you slip up and shoot the wrong video, and they think they can market you however that however they want to. And somebody else said, oh Biggie, one false move, you can switch to like yeah. that shit is crazy. And I, I really was thinking about it when drinking my two step came on. I'm like, yo, I loved that song, and now I just don't even care to to hear it. You know what I mean? I got to delete all the Cassidy music off my phone. Whatever is on there, gotta go. But Cash got hits. That's yeah. the craziest part of it. Yeah, the he hits got gotta go. Bonafide hits. Yeah, the hits gotta go too. Fuck all the dumb <laughs> shit. I know we all meeked out and dream chasered out and these pumas and y'all is crazy shit. When I'm a hustler, video oh drop. Oh God, dog. That shit controlled everything yeah. in the city. Like he was on 52nd Street doing the hustler. <laughs> thing. How could you not like that shit? I remember that. I remember when Rock the Mic video first hit, when yeah. Flipside video first hit, and it was like, damn, like, you know, like, you, these dudes look like they was about to be the Beatles, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to a certain extent. I was watching Drink Champs with uh, Memphis Bleak. What up, New Yitty? What up, New Yitty? Uh, and they was talking about uh, Petey Crack. And he was and, and Nori was like, yo, PD Crack is like one of my favorite rappers like of all time. And I need to like tell him that. Like more I'm a foul nigga, cause like I don't tell him that. Everybody thought PD Crack was about to shoot to the fucking moon. Petey was on the joint with Neo. The yep. uh he ain't that. I thought it was over. Yeah, the real shit. Then So Sick came out and propelled the album and everybody forgot about that joint. And then Petey was somewhere smoking a Sherm stick, and then it was just like it was over from there. Yeah, real talk. It was like I saw Petey talking about a situation where they had where they was like at the hotel on like Roosevelt Boulevard and I was just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> the Lin you know the Lincoln Motel. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. Up, up Trevos Feasterville. PD one who I thought was going I dog, I I take you even back further than that. Shout out Zach and Ra, yo, and motherfucking Tall Daryl. When Ness was on making the band. Oh man, I thought it was we, over. We we Southwest, we was like, yo, Ness is about to be it. It was on TV every week. It, dog, it for was like three years. We was the band fans. <laughs> like we was rooting. And it, to the point where we started fucking with Chopper. We started fucking with Freddie P. 
And and you know, looking back on it, there was no reason to fuck with them. They dudes. were all terrible. Dog. No, my favorite moment of the band is what? Sarah. She want me to do the Beyonce bravado. <laughs> I'm stinking Beyonce. It's the best part of the whole series. Dog, Freddie P. I, we we was the band out, and then Freddie P. was a good ass rapper, man. Uh, Most of y'all can't say no nothing. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm Fred. You and I'm dead for the couple in his coffin. Yo, that was the that was the shit, and and it was like, remember what was Chopper John? C H O P P E R. And we was real the band fans, dog. <laughs> And next thing you know, Ness was getting choked out in his drawers. He threw him in a rear naked choke. His pants came off. I don't even. I still don't understand that one. Like, and it was my little fella. Yeah, but like I remember the uh, remember the battle they had on there. Ness versus Jay Mills. That was like the hot John mm. for the moment. And then when the big star two raw for the streets yeah. hit, and and Reed uh, Frank with the grippers. Eddie Morris, I remember Eddie Morris came to my house and niggas was like running down the street. Like, yo, Eddie mowing your crib. And I'm like, yeah, because they was like having like a cypher joint in my house. And Eddie Morris, niggas was legit. Like, yo, Eddie Morris in your house. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, you legit thought these Looking dudes. Looking back, you should have hid the silverware. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got Eddie Morris in your crib. Hide your fucking knobs. Hide your stick knobs. Yo, all them, you thought them dudes was really going like, Catapult yeah. off into the joint, and you know, Reed Dallas for sure. I thought Reed was gone. Listen, I I contacted Don Cannon about Reed, like, yo, the hottest nigga in Philly, Reed Dallas. I saw Reed in a battle recently. He looked really, really sharp and yeah. really, really good. He's like, figuring it out. Yeah, like Reed looked really, really good in the, the last thing battle. Is, I saw he's him. still young as shit. Yeah, because he was young then. He's like thirty-two yeah. or some shit like that. He's young as a motherfucker. I saw him in a battle recently. He was really, really good. Yeah, in, in he the just battled uh, Sue Surf. Yeah, that's what John was talking about. Yeah, he looked really, really sharp. And it's just crazy because, like, you look at Reed where back when we was young, you know how he used to rap two, two, you know, Beretta, Beretta, and Rambo. Like, he used to yeah. do that shit. And he done completely switched up now yeah. and, like, adapted that, the new flow, but still can bar you to death. And it's crazy because, like, you really look at Cass and it's just like. He's stuck in a time warp. It's it's <laughs> he's stuck in a in a fucking coaxial vortex. Did, did you see the videos of him making the beats? Yes. By any chance? Smoking sherm. No. <laughs> like he was smoking sherm in the video. The beats was so bad. <laughs> Somebody in one of the comments was like, "These the beats that it's a boyfriend be making on Insecure." <laughs> so I'm like, this is really them stink ass fucking beats. But it's like, yo, Cash really is like stuck in like 05, 06. Yeah. Like I said, I was listening to a Cassidy interview today, and he was like, yeah, niggas online trying to hate on me, talking about my beats. I only been making beats for 90 days, and my shit already getting placements. I'm only getting. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. No, you're not. Yeah. Like, uh, is he still connected with Swiss? Unfortunately. Oh, he is with Swiss. Yes. Oh, wow. Still. I don't know if he's like dog walking for Swiss yeah. or like actually rapping, <laughs> but he's walk. still connected. <laughs> he's still fucking connected somehow. Oh, shit. He was connected, then he was unconnected, then AR Ab was connected to Swiss, and then Cass got back connected somehow. Okay. So there goes that. And now he's putting out terrible battles every three months. Yeah, who did he battle before uh, 
Goods. Goods. And that joint was. That went left. Yeah, that went left bad, too. Yeah, that went left. And that was in front of like 4,000 people. I remember the joint he had. said, y'all booing the greatest shit in the world. I remember the joint he had against, uh, what's the the Peruvian nigga? Or the Iranian. Whatever. Oh, disaster. Disaster. He was actually good in that That's battle. what I was about to say. He, he pulled, he like did way too much, uh, WWF promo because he pulled up in the Phantom, <laughs> yeah. had the jewelry with the sweater and all that crazy shit. And he was actually all right in the yeah. battle. It wasn't great, but it was like, all right, it's, it's cool. And I was like, oh, Cass might, you know, and then the goods, and now this just, just like. Nah. <laughs> nah. It's hard. Like, it's funny. Like, um, have we introduced ourselves? We just started going. Hey, man, uh, I'm Chad. I'm Matt. All right, we got that out of the way. All right, so that's that. Um, I, I, the Rap Radar joint with Drake. Yeah. And Drake was saying on there, like, how he doesn't really even like listening to Thank Me Later because it's so dated. And it, like, it sounds yeah. like him trying to be Drake. who he yeah. thought <laughs> yeah. was Drake mm-hmm. was. And, and, like, it's crazy, but, like, you listen back to, like, I think that makes the greats the greats, right? So, like, you look back at Nas, young Nas. Like, when I was 12, I went to help with Snuffin' Jesus. Like, that was live at the barbecue. That was legitimately before Illmatic. But we knew Nas was that good. And then you hear, um, not even New York State of Mind, but like you, like, like, uh, Halftime or uh, what's the one I'm thinking about where his homies is in jail? Uh, One Love. One Love. And you hear just that diction and that dialogue and just how queensed out he really was. And it was it was like poet poetry. It was yeah. him painting pictures of what it's like to be in Queensbridge. Then you hear Jay-Z and you hear Reasonable Doubt. And, you know, I'm from Penrose. Like, Reasonable Doubt made me think I had a boat and new drug dealers. You know what I'm mean? Like, that's really how that shit felt listening to it. Right. Like, this nigga's talking big shit. Yeah. You hear Biggie. You, you hear even the DMXs and the big puns of the world. And you can go back to their earliest shit. A Snoop Dogg. You knew... Snoop, when you heard Snoop on Deep Cover? When Snoop stepped on the scene, and then you Deep Cover, and then nothing but a G thing, and it's like one, two, three into the four. Snoop, Doggy Dog, and Dr. Dre is at the. You just knew this is the coolest nigga on earth. And that ain't a pretend. That, he's not faking that. And it's crazy because, like, Drake was saying that, and it's like you look back at, like, other artists' older work, and it's almost like. It's unlistenable. I was going to say that. <laughs> like, for as good as nothing was the same as, as, as great as Take Care and. If you're reading this and thank me later, I barely ever play that shit. Like barely. It's like two songs on there. Like I never go back to Bond it. Your Love is great. That's, that's a an, great song. That's an amazing I song. I have one memory of uh that album. I remember being in Adesso. Remember Adesso? The girl that the this club shit the girl the took the shit on yeah. the floor? Yes. I was in Adesso one night on a Sunday. It's sad that that's how we remember Adesso. <laughs> yes. I was in Adesso one night on a Sunday. Bombed out of my mind. It was somebody's birthday. I think it was AO's birthday. Mm-hmm. I was bombed out of my fucking mind making out with this girl for three fucking hours. Okay. That's the only memory I have of of that album. The, it's funny because when I was on uh, E-Pills at um, Fizo's, whenever you're on ecstasy, anybody... E-Pills at Fizo's is just hilarious. I was with some South Philly bitches. <laughs> that was a wild part of my life. But... When when I was in Faisal's, we was we was eating. South Philly bitches did had an E pill. We was we was on E and Faisal's, <laughs> and 
When you're on E, anybody's ever done it, you always got a song you love and a song you hate. That's just, it's, I don't know why it works like yeah. that. And for whatever reason, that night, I remember my love song was Rich Boy, Boy Look at Here. I talk about that <laughs> all the time. Because I started dancing to this shit. Nah, nah, nah. The, the Boy Look at Here was my shit. And I remember when Fancy came on. Remember the joint with T.I.? Yeah. I was just like, boo! <laughs> Cut this shit off, DJ! I hated that fucking song, yo. Cut this yo. off, Marty G's! I hated that fucking song yo <laughs> oh you fancy huh that shit drove me crazy but yeah like i look back on thank me later and i'm just like it he, ain't that he even said it he was like thank me later was me like look how big i am toronto look i yeah. know jeezy look i know alicia keys i know jay-z i know all these people and he was like it wasn't me making like my music right. it was like me trying to be who i should have been for being the little wayne protege right. you know this and the third and i think about that shit a lot when i look at like a lot of artists it's just like yo where is the growth and where is the timeless shit like you look right. at like kendrick kendrick ain't trying to be nothing kendrick is kendrick that's who he is like yeah. damn it's a different sound than good kid mad city right. but his diction his his dialogue his point of view His lyrical prowess is still there. none of that changes like you look at Nas even when the money came Nas legitimately made halftime and 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 life's a bitch and you know it ain't hard to tell then he got a crazy deal and he blew with the Lauren Hill John but his song he blew it was if I ruled the world where right. he was still you know paradise life relaxed yeah. and black Latinos and Anglo-Saxons like it's Nas and that don't change and let's not forget I gave you powers right you know what I'm saying like real super Rap shit is on that album too. I believe Primo did that beat. I don't want to start that back up, but We're, it's, it's starting back up at some point. I believe Primo did that beat, <laughs> but it's um it's, it's crazy because I look at like a lot of the guys in the rap game and it just be like Lil Wayne. Like I, I'm glad you brought up Lil Wayne. I remember seeing a video interview with Wayne probably around like oh seven or some shit like that when he really was just like on fire. And um, I think it might have been Rap City or some random scumbag DVD that he was interviewing yeah, it was with. was a lot of random scumbag DVDs <laughs> oh, at the, the time. Ice City and uh, <laughs> all type of shit, Sub-Zero, yeah. all of that shit. And they was basically asking him, like, yo, what do you attribute the change in your sound to? And he was basically like, I realized what I was doing wrong. Mm -hmm. In my prior shit, and my block is hot and lights out. I realized what I was doing wrong. Even though I was successful and I sold a million records every album and all that, I realized what I was doing wrong and I fixed it. And it was like, well, what, what is it? He's like, I'm never going to tell y'all. Right. But I realized what the fuck was wrong. And then now you have the Wayne that, you know, you have now, which was 77 hottest songs of 2007 right. and all of that shit. But it's like, yeah, the great ones figure it out. Just like Jay. Jay's first, first time we hear Jay was, it was Fushnigans, an original flavor. And it's like, yo, he had to switch his shit up, slow it down. Then you get reasonable doubt. Then you get volume one. Then you get volume two. And then he's fucking to the moon. And right. then it's over from there. Yeah. I look at like, um, like little Wayne, like I was saying, little Wayne always could rap. Like, you look at The Block is Hot, he could rap. He knew how to rap. Yeah. But then you look at that transition where Juvie left, BG was on heroin, Turk was booked, you know, Baby and Slim was doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do. They signed, the market they, and signed, the budget. they signed TQ and fucking everybody else that was strange as shit from New Orleans. <laughs> and it was just like, Wayne during that, remember that was like when, uh, like Sean, remember that? Yeah. But even that, you know, more colors in the game. Simon says, look, lights out. Mommy on my, she said she dyked out. She don't like the rap. Like, he knew how to rap. Right. 
but it was way different when you heard 101, one of one. I'm the hottest nigga under the sun. Right. I come from under the tongue. Like it just Or you, you hear or you, you hear figure him that on, shit out. My favorite Wayne track where he arrived to me in that era was on Birdman Fast Money album. The Neck of the Woods, Woods record. Dog. Gangster to the core. Ankle red flame of paint your kitchen floor. With your whore, shit you can't ignore. Things, Things you, you endure when, when fucking, fucking with, with the ball. Like, I talk about that shit all the time. Like it, that's, that, a, that's a pivotal moment in hip-hop history. Drake, that's where it Drake said it on, uh, what's the song on Take Care? Um, uh, we was all about this New Orleans rapper, uh, Underground Kings. Wasn't that on Take Care? Yeah. And he said, um... What was the hook, the, the little bridge that Wayne had in that song, in Neck of the Woods? Let me take it to the neck of the woods in my hood, uptown. That was the chorus. Walking like a man. Balling like, like a man. Finger on the trigger. I got money in my pocket. I'm a uptown nigga. Drake said that on Underground. And it was like, yeah, that was the joint when yeah. it was just like, oh, Wayne different now. Yeah. And then he had the feature on... um. Uh, he said the Champ Bailey line. I'm going with it. I chrome kitted oh, it. Phone pit in the back of it. Phony titty bitches come home with me. Get the business. I made bling bling. I'm like a lighthouse. Uh, so tuck that ice, ice in. Cause, Cause you ain't nice out. out. Yeah, that shit. I can't remember the song. Uh, was it Get Your Shine On? Get Your Shine On. Like, it was like Wayne literally was like, oh, this ain't Weeba Wobble ass Wayne yeah, no he more. He was on nine songs. Listen, if y'all are Wayne fanatics like me and Matt, get Birdman's Fast Duh. Money album. That shit is a classic only because Wayne, Wayne is on Wayne's nine on records. everything. He's on nine records. He's on like, every fucking thing on the album. Rapping, rapping, rapping. Rapping like, his ass off during that little time period. Like, he was killing every fucking thing. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Thing. So it's like if you, so it's like with, for people out there that don't get that like, was like back to back. It was shine neck of the woods. Get uh, get your shine on. He had another joint with them too. I can't even fucking. It's, it'll come to me eventually. Wayne was really on fire that little summer. Crazy. Yeah, and it's like dog. It's like I look at a lot of these dudes where it's just like they figure. Look at even uh, Ti. Remember when T.I. first dropped with the uh, Beanie Man jump? Right. I remember the, uh, what was this, the second part of that? Uh, uh, I pull up in a blue coupe that's damn near clear with polo gear. It don't, don't drop, drop till next year. <laughs> <laughs> but T.I. really switched it up. And then he yeah. comes back with ASAP. And then he does the, well, shit, P- before the that, PSC joint. B- before that, you had um, the track music album. I'm just doing my job. Duh, 24. I, I posted it on my gram the other day. I'm like, T.I. best verse might have been the Never Scared feature. Because it was like, we argued about this one time, me and Philly the Boss. Like, uh, T.I.'s best feature. And it's like, it's either Round Hair or Never Scared. Yeah. As much as I love Round Hair, right? And I think Round Hair kind of solidified him as far as the East Coast because that was a Memphis Bleak feature. Right. And he just annihilated a Just Blaze beat on Memphis Bleak, lead single from the 534. It was just like, damn, T.I. really that nigga yeah. now. But when I never scared was literally like, who the, like, right. <laughs> he, I'll choke your ass out like Dre did that bitch. <laughs> it was like, T.I. was bugging on that song. And I posted the other day, I'm like, this might be T.I. best verse. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, that's another one. The progression of him figuring it out to where he ends up with Live Your Life, which is one of the biggest fucking records ever fucking yeah. done. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, yo, like, 
some of these dudes, like you look at the Cassidy's and it just be like, damn, y'all was supposed to figure that shit out. And, and, just, they, and they just got stuck in one lane. And my favorite T.I. record that's like a him figuring it out <laughs> moment is You Don't Know Me. Because that record solidifies a sound that's like in between crunk and track. Right. And he did it perfectly. Right. And that shit rang off so fucking hard. Because I was in Atlanta around the time that album came out. And coming back home and hearing it, and I'm like, wait a minute, like motherfuckers know about Tia? And that shit just hit a fever pitch by the time uh Urban Legend came out. It was yeah. just it was no rap. My favorite TI joint from that little time period trap music, Urban Legend was a uh, be easy. I remember that piano, that shit was like Y'all ain't never seen a dope boy play the yeah, piano. That, that was my shit. But yeah, a lot of these dudes really don't figure it out. And then you look at the other guys and it's just like, yeah, if you can figure that shit out, like Drake was saying it on the joint. I think him, he was like me, Kendrick, and uh, J. Cole. Cole. Yeah. We're at a pivotal point right now where it's like, okay, you know, I've I've destroyed the tens. We we get that. We understand Who's going to be here next decade? Right. And it's like, who's going to figure it out to do what Jay-Z and Lil Wayne and Eminem, like these guys do to where you get to still be around? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because talk as much shit as you want about Eminem. He had a number one album last year. Right. <laughs> and a feature from Eminem is still gold. And that shit just, he just rang off a feature that fucked the whole world Real up. Talk. This is Nick Cannon of all things. <laughs> Crazy. In 2019, to the point where the whole battle rap community is doing blogs and interviews and like, yo, I hope M don't just decide to just trash all of us. Like, in 2019. Real talk. <laughs> you know so saying? it's like, yeah, like figuring it out to be able to stay around. Like longevity is a motherfucker. And, yeah. I, you know, we talk about this shit just in life. Like motherfuckers will have a run for a summer or two summers or Man, three you know, summers. You know how many successful dope boys I done seen come and go? And you just, you never hear from you, them. Nigga be on from April to motherfucking September. By October 1st, he didn't got his brains blowed out. He got 44 years in prison, like, because he didn't did too motherfucking much. And it's zillions of them stories, not just in Philly, all over the country, where it's just like a motherfucker get hot, pop off. This is a, then eight years later, he's like, damn, you remember so-and-so? He was killing that shit for four months back in 04. Dark skin Jermaine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's real. Like, that shit is a thing. And I, <clears throat> I tell you, when that song came on the other day in the gym, it hit me. It, like, made me stop for a second. I'm just like, damn, yo, like... It, it, it really show you just how big the world really is. Cause you know, you grow up and you a teenager, you, you know, yeah. we was 19, 18, 19 when all that state property right. shit, like that consumed us to where we thought like <laughs> whoever wins between kiss and beans is the world champion. It's the, like, this, the, world. <laughs> it's this, the battle world championship. Like, this is it. <laughs> and you realize niggas wasn't going platinum. Like, yeah. nobody in that equation. Niggas was struggling to sell 750,000 units. Real tough. And you you sit back and you just like, God damn, like I see now why Nelly had a clothing line, why Nelly, why Nelly had this, why Nelly still pops up in commercials and right. does everything. Because it's like, yeah, he transcended his genre and went global with it. Yes. And that's kind of what Drake was alluding to in that interview. It's like, if I die... My music's gonna be here for generations. Right. They're they, they they literally. I was reading a thing on Billboard the other day. Was saying how in the last six years he's broke every Billboard record. Pretty much there is. Right. To the point where it's like it's Michael, the Beatles, and then arguably Drake. Right. It's like you literally have to mention him when you mention music. And Jimmy Iovine was on there. And he was saying that shit like Drake legitimately. Legitimately at this point, he might be the biggest thing ever in music. And it's yeah. crazy because 
He's annihilated Billboard. He's annihilated every tour yeah. sale. Just more so. I'm glad <laughs> you brought Drake up. More so than what the yeah, fans, we 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 gonna talk about more the, so yeah. than what the fans say about you. I think it's important to understand what do your peers say about you in a particular industry, like. Jimmy Iovine said, if I were still in the music business, I would just turn my label over to Drake and Future the Prince. I would just let them do whatever the fuck they want. These are, bar none, the smartest guys in the music industry. They shoot the right videos. They fucking do the right merch. They pick the right people to go on. They do everything right. Mm -hmm. These are the stalwarts of the music industry going forward. They have it all figured out. Irv Gotti said... And this is the guy with the record for Billboard number one songs in a year. The weeks spent on mm-hmm. fucking Billboard. A transcendent pr- pr- producer that has done everything in music. The grimiest records, Get At Me Dog, to the biggest pop records, J-Lo, I'm Real, said. Yo, Irv Gotti did Hard Knock Life. Like, I don't see how we didn't put Irv on that list. We didn't put Puffy on the list or Marley Marl either. Yeah. So... We'll talk about yeah, that later. Yeah, we'll do that. Because that's yeah. a two-hour conversation. Yeah. But he was like, yo, he's like, do y'all not understand? He was somebody on Drink Chase. He said, do y'all not understand, like, Drake is the nigga? Like, it's not like it's not even close. Like, if he was in my era, he would have sold 30 million records. He said, because we were selling 12 and 14 with Ja. Do you know what the fuck Drake would have did if he would have been in our in a loaded ball era yeah. where not only was every record performing, but the record the labels was buying records and doing back door shit yeah. too? He would have been selling 30 million every trip. And it's like, because he's solidified his greatness for now going on 11 years straight, it's like everybody's taking the shit for granted and just like, it's Drake fatigue now. And it happened to Jay-Z. A lot of people that's probably listening to this show or just on the millennial generation don't remember the Jay-Z fatigue where niggas was like, oh man, we ain't on around yeah. volume three. I was niggas say, was tired of Jay. Like Jade out. Yeah. Niggas was tired of Jay. I was gonna say Dynasty, but because volume three, he 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 pulled off a like a sneaky slap with Big Pimpin. Like nobody thought right. Big Pimpin was gonna happen. And Timbo and then Dame Dash made yeah. that shit. Like, but like when the Dynasty first hit, it was just like when he did the drama, he took Biggie verse. Um I just want to love. Oh, yeah, niggas was. I remember niggas was pissed. I niggas remember had they picket signs. I remember out. niggas being around like, hey man, what the fuck? This nigga running out of raps now. The fuck? Like niggas was. But you think about it, that started the whole cam with the the shit later. I'm not a biter. I'm a writer. That was yeah. like the big thing. And to where Jay even had to address it on Real Black shit. Album. Like I say, a big verse. I'm only big well, enough, my, my brother. brother. But it was like motherfuckers was pissed when that yeah. song first came out. And it was like, yeah, no, that fatigue shit. Fifty cent fatigue. It just happens. It just yeah. is what it is. And it's like. One of our best interviews we ever had in the like, show. If you look back at the 50 verse Raw shit, 50 made a lot of sense to the point where Ross was legitimately lying about being a corrections officer. Flat and, out. Then, and niggas was like, we ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going this time. Like, flat the fuck out. And it's like Sean Cotton said when he was on the show, sometimes the artists don't fall off, the fans do. Right. And sometimes it just ain't your motherfucking time no more. We just, all right, cool. I hear what you're saying. We don't want to hear you no more. Right. And it, ha- it happened to Ja. Ironically, it happened to 50. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like at some point you run into either a wall or another artist where it's that confrontation. And it's like, 
Yeah, you're right, but we don't want to hear that shit. I watched it with Nikki. Like literally, motherfuckers had the Nikki fatigue, and it was just like, man, fuck you. You ain't you ain't no little Kim. And they try to put them against each other, and then people forgot little Kim had her both her knees is shot, so she can only do two moves on stage. And it was like, all right, yeah, Kim ain't. You know, she finished. Then it was Remy Ma, and it was like, yeah, we get behind Remy. No, we don't know the words of these songs, <laughs> but fuck Nikki, we over her. So and, what? She rap like the hall, the hall. <laughs> and literally, Remy had like one hit for everybody, and it was like, all right. Cool, and then Cardi came along, and it was like, This is a viable person who acts as ratchet as we do and is loud and obnoxious. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Just this as is we it. do, who got the same terrible relationships that we do and buys these weaves and wears these nails and doesn't know how to speak in correct sentences just like us. Our teeth fucked up like mine. And she got hits. <laughs> it was like, it's over. And that's where the shit went. And it's just yeah. literally, uh, I think Drake got the, uh, the line, uh, However long they love you is never your decision. It it literally yeah. can turn off like that. And then the crazy thing is, it it's so much of that people were just tired of Nikki as opposed to loving Cardi is that they don't even fuck with Cardi no more like that. And it like, seemed like everything she, she, she got to delete her page every week because of some shit that she didn't did or said or her husband or what like or some fashion choice or whatever. Every week she got to delete her IG. She's like going crazy behind dealing with these fans, the same ones that propped her up and was championing her. They've moved on. Now it's all about Megan Thee Stallion and the City Girls. And it's just like, yeah, y'all wasn't loving Cardi as much as y'all just hated Nikki and y'all was tired of her and wanted to get sis out the paint. I think it's so strange that motherfuckers literally, we talked about it the other day, people cannot be a fan of like adversaries. It's just yeah, like impossible. It's like, you, nigga, you drink Pepsi and Coke, The nigga? fuck is wrong with you? What's your whole thing? You gonna tell me you drink RC Cola too, motherfucker? I, dog, I literally was at the Wow, uh, wow, one of my homies, and I got a, a, a Senchi because you know I'm a Fiji man. Yeah. I got an Senchi. He was like, I thought you ain't fuck with a Senchi. I'm like, I never made no claims to like not <laughs> fuck with a, a Senchi. What are you talking about? He's like, no, nah, because I you was on the Jones on my Fiji, the best water out there. And I'm just like, it is. I'm getting this. It's essentially it's 189 today. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck you what want? Man, what my man Manny Fresh say? If you ain't got what I'm drinking, then I'm drinking what you got. Like, no, I was like, what you want me to do in this situation? Motherfuckers really, really like. Believe in the, uh, the the doctrine of if you don't like something, you must hate it. Right. And that shit is just so far from the truth. So where it's like me, I'm not a, a crazy huge fan of Tyler, the creator. I don't hate the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I listen to Igor when the shit came out. It's like, I don't hate the nigga, I, but I'm not, I'm not almost so, I'm not going to Camp Fognon fucking. Definitely not going to you Camp Fognon. It, it's like, you know. It, but, somebody compared on my Twitter, and this is why I hate Twitter. Um, I saw it, somebody I saw compared it. 
Tyler the Creator to Drake. Yeah, I saw that. And me and Rich, Philly the Boss, was in the middle of like a debate about Jay-Z versus Drake and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, let's just cut the shit. Drake is never going to be Jay-Z. I saw I, somebody I, today ask, what do he yeah. got to do to pass Jay? It's and nothing I'm just like, he can, I don't even, there, it's, it's not, nothing a, he it's can not do. a comparison. I said, and my, my initial response to Rich was, Drake can never be Jay-Z or pass Jay-Z or whatever. I said, but if, I said, because of his Teflon and persona and what he means to the culture. And we grew up with Jay. We didn't grow up with Drake. No. We was already grown when we got Drake. So we didn't grow up with Drake. But let's not pretend like Drake didn't pass him musically seven years yeah, ago. That, that goes without saying. <laughs> but, but like you said, influence on the culture. Jay-Z legitimately... For all intents and purposes, I'm not getting into the actual factuals of what Jay Z bought us. Rockefeller. Yeah. He bought us the rock. He bought us rock aware. He bought us being an entrepreneur in the terms yes. of liquor, in the terms of nightclubs, in the terms of clothing, in the terms of management. He literally put on a lot of yes. shit. Granted, if he finesse whatever, whatever. I'm just talking about the optics. Yeah. So it's like you look at it. Even going all the way back to the Reasonable Doubt day, days, it's like well known that they didn't get a deal. They basically created their own right. label. That in itself makes you just so different from the DMXs, the Ja Rules, and the this, that, and the thirds. There's all these important moments in hip-hop history that he pops up on. Life After Death, Puffy, No Way Out, Big is in the Ain't No Nigga video. It's just certain it's, shit that it's just like, wait a minute, he wrote Still DRE. It's the, so the, much the fact shit. That, the fact that I think he now has the Annie sample, like it's whatever the fuck it is with the Annie situation. I forgot, I've read it. If you want that beat, you gotta, talk gotta, to him. You gotta go through Jay Z. You don't deal with them. You deal, the shit, yeah, yeah. You, like you deal with Jay Z. Yeah. It's just certain little shit. He's like, like a, he's the first East Coast rapper to work Nipsey with. Nipsey had to do it to get to hustle and motivate. Right. He, he had to he go did, through Jay. He had to go through Jay, and he was like, <laughs> Jay literally, like, it's his. Like, he <laughs> yeah, has he owns, the right yeah. to this shit. It's like, he's the first rapper. To work with Cash Money and No Limit. The first East Coast rapper to work with Cash Money and No Limit. For those of you out there that don't know, Jay is on a Silk the Shocker album. <laughs> I will say this in my, the remember we had the whole Bone Thugs, Migos argument. Yeah. Bone Thugs is the only group to work with Easy E, Pac, and Biggie while they were all alive. That's amazing. Crazy as shit, right? They worked with all three of them while they were alive. Insane. It was just in such a short. Um, I think it was, it was I like think, in, it was like in two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's like we. I think we overlooked Bone Thugs and their contribution to hip hop because they were so successful with us in such a short window. I ain't even gonna say that it's a short window. It's just that it was, it was pre-internet, and they were from Cleveland. Yeah, like if them niggas was from a large. Think about it. Cleveland didn't have Wi-Fi till LeBron like went to <laughs> the like championship. Four years ago. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like it just it, they're from where they from. Yeah. East 99. You know what I mean? But if they had been from Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, New York, LA, one of those major areas, yeah. it wouldn't even be a thing to yeah, talk about. It's like about. they from Cleveland, signed to a West Coast label. They get big, blow the fuck up, easy dies. Tamika take over the label. It's it's a it's a lot. It's a but lot. Talent wise, them niggas was you bar know. none. But yeah, like I, going back to the Jay Drake shit, it's like Jay literally did all these like what you would consider quote unquote goat yeah, things. He checked a lot of boxes before niggas even got in the game. Before niggas knew what the boxes was. <laughs> right. So you look at it like Drake got put on from the Wayne situation. Yeah. And then you know about the Jay Prince situation. And then 
of course, baby and the, the business ethics are so screwed up over there yeah. that it kind of like it, it's insane when you really, really think about it. Because I saw the other day Drake now is one billboard song away from passing. Uh, what's the show? The singing show. Oh, Glee. Glee. Because he's already the most successful individual. Soloist, yeah. But Glee has 207 billboard appearances. Now he has 206. So he's one away from tying him and passing right. with two. And I'm looking at the list, and it's 207 Glee, 206 him. Number three is Wayne with 187. Number four is Jay. Number five is Nikki. And it's J Nikki got 112 or some <laughs> shit. And it's just to think that him, Wayne, and, and Nikki together have 500 and something billboard appearances. And this is all while. The lights weren't on in the fucking <laughs> label. Like, we don't know what was happening inside of there. Like, you come in and it ain't like offices is Birdman shooting dice with some random New, New Orleans Trick, niggas. Trick Daddy brought that up before. He said, you ever heard of Cash Money having an office? Real shit. You ever been to the office of Cash Money Records? He's like, it don't exist. Like, And Drake was saying it on the interview. And we're going to talk about the interview, the Rat Radar podcast. Drake said on there, when you really sit back and, like, peel back the, the layers of everything, yeah. he was like, the, it, it was almost no way for the business to get, for it to not get screwed up because right. you got to go back 20, 25 years. These is gold teeth drug dealers from New Orleans right. who essentially got put in a position where, think about this, they kept the lights on at Universal. Yes. That's, cr and I, it, when he said it, I'm thinking about it like, Yo, that really is like Bubble Brown and B and Slim. Like, New Orleans street niggas is the dudes who legitimately kept, like, David Geffen and these niggas. Yeah. Like, eat, like, this shit is wild when you really think about it. So it's like, Drake, like, it almost was no way for this to... Cause I don't give a fuck how many bricks you want to sell imaginarily or real. It, yeah. It's just you've never been in a position where you legitimately, this company can give you a check for $150 million. And now you become a bank. And in essence, you become the bank because like, you're responsible for everybody. Like when Jay said on a, what's the Rick Ross song with Dre? Uh... Three Kings. When Jay said, I ran through that buck 50 Live Nation front of me. We're working on another deal. I'm talking well, 250, but I'm holding out for three. Jay wasn't lying. Yeah. Like, these niggas is really getting checks for hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. So it's like, you get put in that position, that scrambled a lot of brains. It yeah. just do. It's no way around it's it. It's like, oh, it's a whole hundred million in this piece of paper? And it's crazy <laughs> because we, as like who we are, we kind of get lost in the sauce and we, we're looking at it and like, Man, why would he do that? Or how could he do that? But you 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 neglect the fact that you live in a neighborhood where niggas is doing each other dirty for 2200 Shit, sometimes less than that. Yeah, like real shit. <laughs> niggas is doing each other, like friends is doing each other dirty for $2,200. Young boy from Southwest uh, got killed like two years ago. His friends killed him over like 14 bundles of dope or some shit like that. Oh. It's $140 a bundle. Oh, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I know a story. I won't get too into it, but I know somebody got like... Done up and left for dead over like four thousand dollars by like multiple people, right. and and it's just like it's crazy as shit. But it's like you look at the situation with with Birdman and all them, and it's like, dog, Bird. Everybody loves McDonald's fries, so yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba.
Walkman was legitimately in a situation where Universal had to tell him, like, can you just give Wayne $80 million and stop? Yeah. Like, stop. Yeah. Because like, if, if you if don't, we are, are. We are, and now you're out. Of, we're going to cut you out of this shit. And Birdman, like, all right, look, I owe you a buck 40. He'll go, he'll go 70. What's up? And Wayne, like, all right, I get the 70 from you later. All right, cool. Like, you legitimately doing, like, Wayne, when he say doing million-dollar deals on iPhone, he's not lying. It's not bullshit. These niggas ain't lying about that. Yeah. It's so much money. Like, when you sit back and look at Jimmy Iovine is worth a, a damn near a billion. He's worth, like, 950 or some crazy yeah. shit like that. Uh... David Geffen is worth $7 billion. Like, these niggas is... Jay-Z's a billionaire. Puff's a billionaire. Dre's a billionaire. These is billion... Like, Suge Knight, for as ridiculous as Suge... Suge was pissing on people. I cannot <laughs> stress that enough. Enough. For as as much peeing on people as Suge was doing, Suge was running a $500 million company. Yep. This is how much... This was in 95 this is how much is money is internet, pumping all through these situations. So it's like, yeah, that fucks up a lot of different things. It just yeah. does. You know what I mean? But I, I really, really, we wouldn't talk about the Rap Radar podcast. Um, B-Dot and Elliot Wilson, I guess we'll give them a shout out. I don't really got no problem with Elliot Wilson. I don't have a problem with them. I just, it's, they don't ask tough questions. I was going to say, there were, there, there were a lot of spots there. And, you know, I'm a Drake fan. There's a lot of spots there where you could have they could have got in there. I would have hit, like, the like you know how you tweet something and then quote your own tweet? <laughs> yeah. It would have been moments like that for me where, like, you know, I, I, I could have asked yeah. the question and then popped right in with another joint. Yeah. Like, so. But I also, contrarily, I also understand their position because they be getting invited into some intimate spaces. Like you and the got, man, they got big ass title stickers on their laptops. Exactly. So like you and a nigga house. Right. You, so it's just like drinking his wine. How crazy can you really get I with the line? You, of you can't go super so. Uh, was you really hiding that little nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Where he at? I know he ain't. I, like you can't do that. So I understand that. Taylor, you want to say something? I was gonna say Drake has to like screen all those questions. No. Say it again. I'm, I'm positive he does. hundred like percent. Yeah. Like, like before him they start. screening the questions like. Knowing what he's getting himself into, I, I think for where the magnitude of what he what he's I don't sitting think he's in, coming in to interview blind at this I, point. There, there are certain people where I know they don't have a screening process. Irv Gotti being one of them. Right. Dame, really, it's those guys, like the dudes who kind of are like the button pushers and the, right. the the cord pullers, but like or the niggas that's too new to know to, to know too that. new <laughs> or just or or Wayne's like even Wayne might have like a. All right, because Wayne don't really do interviews. He don't anymore. do interviews. But it's like, uh, who am I thinking about? Like a Ross. Ross don't really got Ross that. Ross don't really have a filter. Ross go in and yeah. just do whatever. He 50 same thing. 50 same shit. Like them dudes. Like, yeah. like Ross own his company. So it's like, yeah. Whereas like, uh, who am I thinking about? Like if you interview Jay-Z, it's like. It's more red line shit than what you can ask. We I talked about that before. Like somebody I know was like, at a Jay Z <laughs> like, question. Ah, so uh, how your mama doing? Yeah, real <laughs> like, talk. What the fuck do we got left? Like, don't ask me about this, this, that, and the third. <laughs> hey, what's going on with that uh, kid that looked like you in the Bahamas? You like, yeah. So what's going on with the uh, f uh you drink forties? Because <laughs> 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 you about to say some stupid shit about forty forty and get the interview over. You know what I mean? But um, I enjoyed the Rat Radar podcast. Um. I thought he was saying a lot of dope shit. Like, a lot of yeah. the shit he said made sense. 
Um, people just keyed in. You know, you know the internet, man, the interwebs. People just took, you know, the 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 two minutes and twenty seconds about Pusha T, and they made the interview to be about all of that. It's crazy as fuck. But literally, one of like a person who really supports the show and shit was like, "Yo, so what was your take on uh the the Drake rap radar John? So we started talking like in the voice text on DM, yeah. and I was like, "Well, what you think about it?" He was like, "Man, that shit." He was talking about with the Pusha T shit. It kind of got weird. Like, I guess I feel him, but not really. And I was like. What was interesting to me was the shit he said about Serena. That's what I said. So he voice texted me back like, wait, what happened with Serena? I'm like, nigga, you asked me. <laughs> you asked me about the interview. So what, you, what you meant was, what did I think about the clip? The clip that's on. Yeah, no, no. And I'm just like, this is what I'm talking about when it's like taken out of context. You're yeah. not why. Because they literally, because basically motherfuckers was like, oh, why he don't stop talking about the pusher shit? But it's, you realize that he's sitting there with two people who are interviewing and they're talking about his whole 10-year run from yes. 10 to 2020. So they talked about his issues with Thank Me Later his creative process for Take Care, how he thinks nothing was, was the same, same as his might best be album. his best album, yeah. how he gets into the shit where he has the beef with Chris Brown, the beef with Drake, then the beef with Kanye, which turns into the beef with... It's literally going through the progression yeah. of his 10 years. And I'm like, you don't understand it because you didn't, didn't watch, watch the whole fucking <laughs> You didn't interview. watch the shit. I'm like, realistic, if you watch it, he gave more time to the Meek situation than he did to the Pusha yeah. because he really broke down a lot of what went on. Behind. Like, honestly... I didn't even know the shit with him and Chris Brown was over a bitch. He told that story, and I yeah. was like, that's kind of wild. And then the whole situation with me, with the Serena, where Serena Williams is the one that was like, you know you got to, like, smack. You got to finish like, You got yeah. <laughs> get it. And it's yeah. crazy to think, like, Serena Williams. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? But it's like, yeah, he like I was dating Serena at the time, and she was like, you going to do Charged Up, and you going to come right back and do another one. You know you got to, like, finish you got to finish it. You know, And it's just like... It's dope to hear Drake, who never does this, yeah. really give an in-depth, you know, look into, yeah, me and Breezy was beefing over a bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we was tripping the fuck out because neither one of us is fucking <laughs> wearing it for. And it's like, it's dope because it's, it's real. That was yeah. real live emotions. I've seen who, all, niggas who y'all think is thorough and all this go to war over a little... Over a little thotty. A little thotty. Kiss the thotty, bro. It's just what it is. But uh, what were you? What did you think about the interview in full? Um, the overall interview. I mean, I think it was very in depth. I think he was, you know, more open than ever. Um, he was very clear in his his ups, his downs, his wins, his losses, his room for improvement. Um, I think it was a it was a a very great look into you know the the ten year history of the biggest artists in music, and I think that in two, three, four years, people are going to look back on this interview and appreciate it more than they are right now because a lot of people are just like tired of him mm -hmm. and he's just he's just one too much and like his success has become a detriment to him because it's just like people have he he wins so much people have begun to take it for granted. Like I got roped into a four-way conversation yesterday which was who is inf more influential on the culture, Meek or Drake? And I'm like, well, when you say the culture, you have to include everything. Mm -hmm. I said the man just spent the decade on Billboard. Right. He has four albums in the top on the top 200 now. Yeah, he he didn't, didn't drop last year. He didn't year. drop last year. That's wild as I shit. Said, so with that being said, if you want to say the culture, let's talk about music culture and the fact that if Drake do a song with you tomorrow, it's going to go. Uh. If Meek do a song with you, it might go. It might not go. But if Drake do your record, it's gone. When I read that shit the other day, like just putting it in perspective, like, you know what I'm saying? Like what really went on? There were 520 weeks 
over the last decade. He was on the Billboard 100 for 504 of them. He had a song on the Billboard 100 pretty much the entire decade. Right. He was in the top 10 for 200 weeks. That's ridiculous. 40% of the time he was in the top. Like had a top 10 song. Ten. Like, he At one point he had seven songs in the top 10. Yeah. The Beatles have never done it. It's crazy as shit when you really think yeah, about so it. So the the and getting to the you know uh, the minutia of the convo was just kind of like they was like well no we more so like referring to like lifestyle and I'm like all right lifestyle I'll give the advantage to Meek young niggas want to wear the ripped jeans and the fucking Tims and the long coats and the scullies and the like the street style part of it I was gonna say the, young the jewelry niggas. the jewelry whatever <laughs> I said but what you gotta understand. It's easy to go to Shine and spend twenty thousand on a chain and another dime on a rollie, and now you you feel like you part of the chasers. You feel like you meek. You can't call Virgil and get the Emerald fucking Patek. No. You can't call Richard Mill and get the fucking one on one joint that's four million. Like I most said, a certain ni- lifestyle most niggas, shit. Most you niggas you don't even do. know about Meekum. That's where you get a fucking Ferrari, uh, La Ferrari. You're just not getting it. I said, them. so it's certain shit that's where it's like aspirationally. If I'm a young nigga and I'm rapping and I'm in, if I'm young boy, NBA young boy, and I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I'm looking around the game like, damn, who can I take my cues from and like study and get to their level? Meek, he, at, at a time he was a five, $10 million nigga. It's like, a, you can make five, 10 million in a good summer. Drake is a $400 million man living in a $60 million house that was built from the fucking ground in a neighborhood he used to drive. Like, it's It's like living where Prince was living. Yeah. He has a fucking plane. A a, 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 737. A stream. What do they call it? Uh, not a streamliner. It's whatever the fuck. Like the big joint. It's a 737. Yeah, it's a fucking 737. You know what I'm saying? Like a commercial plane right. is his private jet. You know what I'm saying? So a certain lifestyle shit is just nobody's not touching until you get past that quarter billion level. <laughs> it's just certain shit that's just not happening for you. One thing- the man got the fucking Toronto Raptors practice facility. It's named the OVO Center. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain shit. It's unfathomable for a young nigga in the hood that's dealing with trauma and PTSD and societal uh, ceilings and shit like that. They can't even fathom getting to that level. Right. So, yeah, they're going to pick up on Meek and Dirk and whoever. Right. One thing I, I thought was interesting in the uh, interview, he said that um, he said when it's all said and done, because he actually talked about that, too, to go to that real quick. He talked about how, like, the, the guys come out and they get a beat that's, you know, like sped up, got a lot of shit going on. Like he was talking about rapping a primo in 2000. He's like, am I, I'm really rapping to a primo joint in 2020. Yeah. Cause he was like, he just got a new primo beat the other night. He's like, I heard it and just started writing to it and was just like, damn, I'm really making a song to primo in 2020. We're like, how you talked about it the other day when we was talking about in uh, our voice texts, me yeah. and Chad's voice uh, joints are legendary, <laughs> but you was talking about how like, you know, no one in the game is doing that. And it's right. the truth. Like, when we talked about the producer shit, it's like, nobody's trying to work with Primo on the big side of, you know, yeah. niggas who, what the, you ever see that meme with, like, with that weird trucker hat? And it was like, when niggas wear this hat and get into the cypher, they always start rapping about pyramids and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that little fucking hat? <laughs> but it's pretty much all the pyramid rappers right. that's trying to work with Primo. So Drake, like, yeah, like, for me in 2020, like, I'm writing a 
something to a primo beat because he was like, where we at now in culture is you get a sped up beat that's got a lot of slap to it and then get in and the first line is about the Draco, the next line is about to protect and it's just, that's where we at as yeah. far as, because so that's why like, motherfuckers see the Migos, see Meek, see NBA Youngboy, see, uh, Who's the other one? Uh, 21 Savage, C, C Uzi, and they just Dirt, like, oh, man. yeah, like, I, fuck, that's what I'm shooting for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I look at Uzi like Uzi's a rock star, so it's like, Uzi, you know, Uzi's on a, he, Uzi got a guy. It's go. harder to do that. I said, if niggas looking at the game, right, and you take whoever's, who you consider the top four, for me, is Drake, Future, Thug, Drake, Future, Thug, and say, like, a J. Cole a Kendrick. It's like certain motherfuckers, you just gonna X off the list from right. the rip because you can't do what they do. As good as as niggas are as far as making these bouncy club records and these trap records and da da da, they still can't do what Thug does. No. Because his voice is an instrument. And right. a nigga made 17 songs and he sound like a different person on every fucking right. song. Right. You can't do that. You can't do what Drake do because that nigga will be rapping the hardest shit ever and then hit you with eight bars of singing and it's just like, how do you how do you how do you pull this off? Duh. You know what I'm saying? You can't certain shit you can't reconcile. You can't do that. But if I'm looking at Meek, I'm like, oh, I could do that. If I'm looking at future, I can do that. I might not can't do it to the level because I don't have Metro and Wheezy and Esco manicuring my records and fixing my records up to sound stadium size. That's another part of the interview I thought was interesting was Drake saying that when he first got in the studio with Wayne and he was there with the Cash Money niggas and Cortez and all of them was like, you know, yeah, you know, come get on this beat, whatever. And Drake was like, yeah, I'm about to fly my man 40 down because that's who, you know, he's my engineer, whatever, whatever. And niggas is like, Fuck, we got engineers here. Fuck, and right. Wayne like get that nigga what he whatever want. he want. Yeah. Give him whatever. He, and he was I wasn't Drake. I was just the light skin boy with the fade. And they just like what? And he's like, no, get him whatever he want. And Drake was like, I carry that same energy at OVO. Like whatever you want to do, I'm with it. Whatever style yeah. of music, because he was like Wayne literally was like that with me from the jump. Like yo, whatever you want, whatever, however you want to do it, however you feel this needs to be done, that's what the fuck we gonna do, and that's what what we gonna be on. But one thing I thought that was interesting in the jump was when he said. Um, B dot asked him about uh, what song was it where he said I'm the only one still known for the music. Uh, 5 a.m. in Toronto, he said I'm the only one still known for the music. And Drake said it like, when it's all said and done, you know how you remember Masterpiece Impala that changed colors. Right. We all remember <laughs> that. Or when 50 and them had the Hummers with the 28s on them. Or yeah. you know Dr. Dre and them with the Lowrider, Snoopin' like you remember all these little different joints. Jay Z and them with the Rockerwear clothes and you know this, that, and the third. And Drake like I'm not gonna be remembered for how I dress for you know the the the, the shenanigans, the back and forth shit. I'm gonna be known for the music. And it's just like. Yeah, he wasn't lying. Like, right. he's like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm the only one still known for the music. It, it's it's the truth. It's like when you mention a lot of these guys in rap, the first thing, maybe the first couple things you mention don't even be the music. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? Like, when you mention 50 now, you don't even think about think the power music. power first. You think power. You think Instagram. You think all, all of the, the silly shit. When you think of... Ross now, you think of like the checkers, the the, the, the pairs. You, you, it's just a lot of shit that pop like but he really is like the boy where it's like he's kind of just known for the music. Yeah. Like it's crazy as shit, but that's what it is. I thought the I thought the interview was dope. Um I the the pusher John I it for me it didn't really move me because 
if you listen to this podcast and you listen to me, what was it, two weeks ago before I watched this yeah. interview, I said the same exact thing. It's funny because I was watching the other day in the gym and I'm just like, damn, it's crazy. This is exactly what I said on the podcast. Right. I'm like, outside of the, yo, he got a kid, y'all, he hiding. I, I really can't remember a bar from the joint. You was like, you can. And I'm like, that's cool. But I'm like, yeah. for me, I really don't like outside of the him having a kid. And he was even saying it like, what can I say? That's a rebuttal to that in the moment where it's like the biggest artist on earth is hiding a kid. It's like, you know, it's nothing you can do to that situation. Right. So it's like, why even try? And, and and realistically, I feel when he was like, literally, I'm about to go into doing a diss record where in in two years, am I going to want to hear that? And I right. saw motherfuckers talking about that on Twitter. Like, you sound like a weirdo. You sound like a nut saying that. Didn't I? I'm like, yo, think about this for a quick second. Jay-Z and Nas can't perform either or take over now. Right, it's over. Neither one of them can do yeah. it. They can't. Uh, Ice Cube can't perform no Vaseline. Snoop and Dre can't perform fucking with Dre Day. Only diss tracks you can get in concert right now is probably Nick Cannon and Eminem. Real shit. It's like you, because realistically, in a couple of years, they, like you're not even going to get back to back in concert anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's just, I think that like how we talk about when we look at the city, I think it's 12 murders already this year. And it's like, y'all literally be the ones like, oh, the violence and this and there. But on the flip side, yeah, like, why he ain't punch him in the face right. and then shoot it out with him? It's, it, violence you, begets more violence. Nonsense begets more nonsense. You have to make nonsense. sense of it. Yeah. Call me crazy. But if I'm living in a $60 million house, 60 mil, right? The nigga got a chef to take care of his wine. <laughs> he like, told us, they said on Joe Budden podcast, he was like, hey, chef, can you make me a wine? He said, I was pissed. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Can you make me a wine? Like, when you living like that, literally, Drake got a Lauder Jet. He got a LaFerrari. He got a, um, he got something else. Oh, a 6x6 six six AMG. It's just, when you on that type yeah. time, you, like, literally, your car is not even regular. Yeah. Like literally, he had posted a video with like his little car collection. It wasn't like, like no S classes. <laughs> it wasn't like no regular, yeah. normal high. Just all like four million dollar shit. And when you on that type time, it's like, for what? And, I, and then you look at it on the flip side, where I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. But he done made amends with Chris Brown. He done made amends with Meek Mill. Yeah. He done made amends with The Weeknd. And he literally on a tip like. With them dudes, it's just y'all kind of went. Y'all have a problem that I can't help y'all with, right? You know because I mean? we still don't know what the root of the issue is. I mean, you signed to Wayne, and and for pushes, I ain't fuck with Wayne, right? Mister Me Too, I ain't fuck with him. And Wayne, like Wayne, high as fuck, right? Wayne don't even know what's going right. on. Who is y'all? <laughs> like when Wayne say who, he really don't be knowing. Like it's not an act. It's not like a he's trying to play him. He really don't know who y'all is. Like that motherfucker don't watch TV except for fucking sports. Center and sporting events and shit. He, he don't know what's going on in like rap politics. That nigga's really like an alien. But what I was saying is last night I was like getting into some like some second level thinking uh, about like the Pusha and Drake shit. And I was just talking to somebody and I was just like, yo, Pusha secondary point besides the kids shit within a beef was Drake has questions and identities about his blackness and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, as much as I love Push, it's like, bro, who are you to say that when... Now, you would probably feel different because you're a, a mixed... I, right. I, I, I can't... You but know I'm, like, I mean? I'm like, bro, who are you to say that when, on the flip side, your brother went on Vlad TV and said, 
we were we grew up in the suburbs. We had both our parents. Everything was great in the home. We had no business hanging in the projects, doing what we was doing, blah, blah, blah. And we all can identify to knowing niggas like that where it's like, yo, your parents make 400000 a year. Why are you out here trapping and blah, blah, blah? I'm from Penrose. That's weirdo behavior. You know what I'm saying? So it's like on the flip side, you have your own weirdo behavior that you – participated in so who who made you the authority to say that this person who grew up with both his parents one here one there spent time this this and that who are you to say that he has identities with his blackness you can't register that i think that runs in, in the culture though where it's like if you not from we talk about it all the time with the where people can what people consider self-made yeah if you don't come from like meager accommodations under like, the ground like bed on the floor yeah. or no bed you know sleeping on a taco shell water turned off then you don't have the right almost think about it like this you come from a fucked up situation and you start selling crack or whatever the fuck you doing to get your family you know on a, a even kill situation yeah. and this person comes from a nice family background, motherfuckers look like, why you even doing this? But on the flip side, you come from a nice family background and you got a decent job and you come from meager accommodations at the beginning and you get to where you're a fucking doctor with your own practice, it, are they supposed to be like, why you even, why you not selling? You know what I'm saying? Right. I never understood that shit. That's why it's funny because somebody the other day was like, how the hell did the whole podcast come about? And I'm like, which Chad was like, let's do a podcast. And we right. started talking about it. And, she was like, but no, like, how, like, did y'all link and just, you know, like, how, and I'm like, it's crazy because, like, me and Chad connected through, like, social media. Right. And we're both from Southwest, but for, we're from two different Southwest. Right. And I'm like, Chad's from, you from 54th. 55th. I, I grew up on 54th, 55th, 58th. I lived everywhere in Southwest. I'm from Penrose. Right. I, I grew up in Penrose yeah. on 77. And it's like, we grew up. Kind of similar, but just in different places right. and around different folks. And just by nature, where I'm from, like a lot of the motherfuckers where I'm from would talk like the shit I would just say. Like, oh, they this, they that, them motherfuckers ain't got no feud, you know, whatever, whatever. They, you know, they dirt balls is in the third. I used to legitimately get flack for hanging around a couple of people I would hang with in my youth because right. I never saw that bull. You know how white folks say, I don't see right. color all stupid. <laughs> I would legit, like, I don't care where you live or whatever. If you cool, you cool. Right. That's kind of how I was. And on the flip side, I would go places. Like, I would go to my friends. I had a homie that lived right on Cecil Street off 58th and Greenway. I had a homie that lived on 22nd. Damn, I lived and, on Cecil Street. That's crazy. Right, my man Ma. Like, <laughs> I had a homie that lived up 17th and Jefferson. I had a homie that lived all over these diff different places. And I would go there and, like, where you from? Penrose. Man, y'all niggas weirdos. Y'all lanes. <laughs> I rob every one of y'all. Like, all this shit. And, I, like, I was never on a tip where, like, I felt... Odd being from there, it's just it's where I'm from. Right, like, it is what it is. And I literally told her, I'm like, we from two different Southwest, but we just fuck with each other and we respect each other and we got genuine love for each other. Like that's my man. Like I can call you in a situation right. when I need some help with something. If I need you to do something, you gonna do it. It's like literally, you were at my engagement, you gonna be in my wedding. It's like we just we fuck with each other. Right. And I'm like, I was never on that type time, but I, it's funny because you listen to a lot of these guys and it be like. Oh, you're not from here, so you're not real. And it'd be like, I don't know what the fuck you want me to say right. in that situation, but I see that with a lot of people, especially in that world. Char Charlemagne always makes, and this is one thing I really like about him, he always makes the distinction between being real versus being criminal. And those are not the same two things. Just because a motherfucker is engaging in criminal activities, selling drugs, robbing people, breaking in houses, 
uh, knocking old ladies upside their head for their purse and shit like that does not make that person real. A person that's real can be somebody that fucking get up, go to work every day, take care of their kids, take care of their family, check in on their fucking sick grandma. That's some. That person is more real to me than like, the person I, that's I just, engaging. I just in always try activity. my hardest to just be like. I don't even like saying, oh, I'm thorough or nothing. I, yeah. I just be me. I've been, and that's the thing we talked about earlier in the show with like coming in the game, knowing who you are. It's like, I I never, when me and you got super cool, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, Chad, the man with the party shit. So I'm at every part. No. No. <laughs> Literally, Chad asked me every three months, yo, you going to try to come to the gym? I think about it. He's like, man, you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm probably not. Probably not coming. Because it, it was funny because I was telling her, I'm like, we're. Two different people. We we want the same things. This is why we do this shit and we do the things right. we do. But Chad is he's over here and he's you know me. I'm I'm in the house with the dog. Our and commonality is in ethos and in conversation. Right. Like and our conversation carried forth and created the podcast. Right. Because I recognize there's a media revolution taking place with people. Now it's a rapper media revolution, but that's a whole nother fucking conversation. Every if you if no you beats came in, all right. <laughs> all right, fuck, we're gonna do a podcast. Yeah. So Real shit. I recognize that and you know there was people out there like Combat Jack that used to be a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer that transitioned and had his own podcast network and people like Charlemagne and people like Joe Rogan and shit like that that were using their conversation to get their point of Cross instead of fucking beating on a drum machine or making music or whatever, people were using their conversation to cut across and you know and and show their ideologies and what they think and the weird shit about them and whatever yeah. it is, idiosyncrasies, all of that shit. And I'm like, yo, we're having bomb ass conversation every day about right. everything about Literally. sports, fashion, news, politics, these hoes, these dumbass niggas. <laughs> like, we're having all these conversations. Like, all we got to do is bottle this shit up and sell our perspective. And with the beauty of a podcast, it's free. Right. It don't cost you nothing to support us. We just want your ear and your listenership. So I recognize that. And then now you fast forward three years later, you, you see, I was right. Everybody has a fucking podcast. Right. Niggas' grandmamas got podcasts. Bro, they're, still, they're, they're literally <laughs> everywhere. Like, it's not even a joke. But I was telling her, I'm just like, yeah, I, you know, it just it, it's one of them things, like, it kind of just came about. And it made me think about that shit when he was saying it the other day um, on, on the Red Radar joint. He was like, I've literally done so much. Like, I, I you know, for me to be the artist of the decade, for me to have all this billboard success, all these hits, you know, they literally, at this point in Drake's career, they go and find things that he hasn't done. Right. And they'll use that as, like, the acupuncture needle in the back. Like, ah, you didn't do, like, literally... Up uh, 2000, I remember two, Summer 16, he was coming off Summer 16 tour, and motherfuckers was like, yeah, big tours, big albums, but he ain't got no number one hits. And then he smacks you in the face with six number <laughs> ones. <rough>. Like, <laughs> literally, Work was a number one, uh, Nice for What was a number one, In My Feelings, number one, God's Plan, number one, Nonstop, number two. Like, he just hit you in the face with just top billboard. Now it's just like, oh, but, uh... He ain't do, and that's that's kind of where we've but gotten. But you can't push your T's ass. That's kind of where we've gotten in society. I mean, he was on the tip, like for all of these things I've done, people aren't like, 
yo, a black man is the artist of the decade right. for the 2010s. And he's like, I, 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 I'm a black man. Like, that's how, you know, and, and. And he's around niggas all day. His whole staff that he employs is like 98% niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? And not to call them niggas or, you know, just to knock them guys down. But he has smart, brilliant black men around him working with him and booking this and doing that and putting these tours together and all of this shit. And Jimmy Iovine, the smartest mind in the music industry, said these are the smartest minds in the music industry. Real talk. And it's just like it's, it, it's like we we as a as a as hip hop culture as big as this culture has gotten and as global and transcendent as it's gotten, we still on a fan level focus on bullshit yeah, and focus yeah. on minutia. And the thing about the, the the whole Pusha T versus Drake shit and people clamoring to Pusha T the way that they are, these aren't people that support Pusha T. I go to Pusha T store, Cream. Uh, 421 in Philly every week and spend my money between 300 and a thousand dollars every week when his shoes come out I buy his shoes when his music come out I stream I buy his music these aren't your consumer base because I don't see these people when I come to your concert at the Fillmore you know what I'm saying it's all internet fodder that's made up because they hate Drake more than they like Pusha T yeah I mean that's all it is and it's just like it's such a fake thing but it's just like y'all are so consistent and so on it it's like it's it's like <laughs> it makes it's, you it's feel in, like it's impressive a, yeah. because y'all are on this money with this shit like y'all are on the money with this shit and i'm a day one clips fan i tell i said this on the podcast 107 times i have exclusive audio footage on cd when the fucking clips was signed to electra records yeah you know what i'm saying like i i love him as a rapper i love his brother as a rapper i love what they did together i love what pusha did solo i love what he's doing as a mogul now and as a businessman and expanding but i like drake a lot yeah i love drake also i remember going around with fucking room for improvement yeah. and telling niggas like yo this drake nigga is like uh, i remember when i first shit. got so far going i, I was like this shit this is i remember it. my cousin justin was like so you really think like i'm like this is the next nigga like yeah. this is it you know what I'm saying? And this was in 06. I remember when I first heard Fear. I'm just like, yeah, this, this guy's I'm like, wait, nuts. so he's rapping and that's him singing too? Because uh, I'm like, I'm reading the credits. It ain't no it ain't no feature. Yeah. Like, who's this singing? It's the same nigga. And then he got a record with Trey Songs. And then I'm just like, how? Like, I don't... like. It, yeah, Lloyd on that, John. Like, the shit blew my mind. You know what like, I'm saying? To, to, to be able to sing with Lloyd and then rap with Wayne... It was just at How? T- in two thousand and fucking eight. It How? was just like what the fuck, like yeah, that sh- that shit was crazy. The ransom record that him and Wayne did. You oh, know what I'm shit, the, the, the Uptown with Bun B and it just it's, it's, it's so it's just like yo, let's not get so short sighted as fans and so caught up in our fake allegiances and fake problems that we got with people that we don't know that we never met one that I, we're never going to meet one thing i thought was crazy he said he said oh there this is just because he was like you 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 pay attention to it because the world we live in social media is real he was like when they started the boot on the camp flog on john he was like after the second song he's like and I, i'm literally ready to hit him with non-stop sicko mode yeah. like god's plan like the slap he was like let me just cut this shit because he was he like get the fuck up out I'm of already they already about to grind me up for the next two three days online and he was like let me get off the stage before somebody throw a bottle and do some really crazy shit to where now I gotta eat this for the next month and a half yeah. so he's just like cut my losses 
gas up the jet. We getting the fuck out Because you could see it when he performing. He was like, ooh. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> when he was uh, performing, uh, fell away. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, boo. It was like, oh, shit. And like, he was like, I literally just set myself up. Like, they really wanted, to, I mean, uh, Frank Ocean. Ocean. And he just was like, it's not nothing it's to like, do. No, and, that's, and that's so crazy, that, uh, like, where fan expectation is in terms of, like, these festivals and shit now. Nobody said Frank Ocean was coming. Nobody alluded was to crazy Nobody part. alluded to Frank Ocean coming. When, there was no when, secret when, Frank when Ocean. When I saw Tyler was like, yeah, they he was you know Tyler talks, they thought Frank was coming for the last eight years. <laughs> he's never coming. <laughs> he's not coming. But he was like, they honestly, like he's like, every year they think Frank Ocean is coming. He was like, for some odd reason, they thought this was the year. Cause he, you know, he was like, I got a big surprise for yeah. y'all. And like in his mind, it's like I got the biggest artist in the game. Nah, nigga. Nah, nigga. Get the fuck off the stage. It's literally like, you know, you expecting your your, your lady to bring a cheesesteak from <laughs> Delisandro's and She got some Brussels sprouts? No, she got like a, a fucking meal from Eddie V's. You know what I mean? What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, like, I wanted a goddamn uh, pastrami sandwich from Red and Terminal. Like, that. that's what it was. Like, it was nothing he could do in that situation. So, I, I me personally... I thought the interview was really, really good. I, I thought they did a pretty good job as far as carrying yeah. it with where they were going with it. I wanted to see some of the questions take a little bit, but it, it was dope to see him. Because that's one thing you don't really see in rap anymore. It's like niggas say things on record, and that's just it. Even with all of this media shit, yeah. it's like when they get to the Charlemagnes and the this, that, and the third None of the questions get asked. And that's why I think I want to keep doing this because I want to get in this position where we can sit down yeah. and be like, yeah, so this line, let's, let's you know, like, yeah. let's really, and, and to, to watch. It's, it's funny. You spoke about Charlemagne, not to cut you off. It's funny to see Charlemagne's transition as a media personality where all he did on The Breakfast Club for the first five, six years was just ask the most excruciating, painful, off-kilter questions. And now he gets these one-on-ones with these artists and he don't ask no tough questions no more. It's the craziest <laughs> shit. That's when that money come. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh no, nah, it's, it's no, it's no uh, reward in being a shock jock. Yeah, yeah. Unless you Howard Stern. And, I, and not even that. I, I want to be a shock jock, but just it's dope to see Drake in a situation where, you know, he's like, yeah, me and Jay Z sat down and and we had, you know, we sat down, had some drinks, and we really like chopped it up, and we talked about all the little jabs we would send at each yeah. other, and and B real was like, so you feel like. Jay was taking G's like hell yeah of course he was yeah, right. and I was doing the same shit and that's why when you hear me on survival it makes sense to say taking shots with the goat and talking about shots to be sending you know cause that shit is real and it's like literally for at once Drake said that um the throne is for the taken watch me take it it was on you know it was just nothing you could do so even him asking Drake like so uh Kanye I guess her sickle mode like six months after it came out and went on a rampage and he was like were you sending shots and took him over like of course what the fuck you mean yeah. checks over stripes nigga like of course i was sending shots and it's like it's dope to see that like the breakdown of the bars and like yeah. you know when i said this this meant that and you know this is it. so i thought it was a pretty good interview I, th I thought it was pretty decent i just think that we go we are in a transitional period right now um in in you know in life and culture and all that from 2019 to 2020 and all of that and we literally are witnessing history and i just don't want people to take it for granted or miss what we're seeing because y'all are caught up in some fake allegiance to some bullshit with like two artists that 
I think eventually they're going to reconcile and figure shit out. It might be 10 years from now. I don't think so. But it's like the fans just take sides in such a strange fucking way. And it's just like, what happened to just calling shit down the middle and be like, all right, yeah, Pusha, you might have went too far, but you got that round, whatever. But Drake fucked y'all up on this Duppy shit. And it's, it's it's no balance. It's like Duppy got erased. Because Adidon came up or Adidon, whatever. I don't. I still don't know how to pronounce this yeah. shit. But we erased all the dope rapping and the stylistic and all of the texture that Drake gave us on Duppy because Adidon dropped. And it's like I don't fuck with that. I don't kinda, come from that era. Kind of how it goes nowadays. It's weird as fuck, but that's really how it goes. But um, uh, Boosie. Boosie got into it with the Cavs this week. It was the funniest. It's the, hilarious. Dog, the absolute funniest shit ever. So Boosie went to a game the other day. He had on a sweater with Kappa letters. Red yeah. shit with the Kappa letters. Kappa Alvazar. And and they went ape shit on, on uh, Twitter. Hey, bro, take that off. You got to take this down now. Yeah, and Boosie dropped a video sitting in the car like, Y'all must not know who the fuck I am or where I'm from. What the fuck y'all talking about? Y'all got me fucked up. And that shit set the internet on absolute fire. I actually had a tweet that went like viral the other day about that shit. And it it's even it got so weird that I had like cappers in my mentions. (laughs) No bullshit. I had like one cappa nigga on IG. Do you know when people DM you, you don't follow, it goes into like the bullshit joint. Yeah. And I rarely ever go in there, but my shit is like at 90 plus something. <laughs> so I hit it the other day, and the first joint I saw was like, hey, bro, you might not want to joke about the cabins because we will see you. I'm like, yeah, delete that. I was just like, not even responding <laughs> to that. Like, what the fuck? Like, what did I do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just, I saw Kev talking about it the other day. Um, shout out, Kev, man. Um, Lawyer Kev. Cool, okay. cool Kev. Not asshole Kev. <laughs> not cop Kev. No, not not asshole Kev. Fucking um cool Kev Duke. And he was talking about it because you know he's in a fraternity and yeah. he's a lawyer and everything, graduated and whatever. And he just like, yo, y'all niggas is acting like 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 guns don't ain't like a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's it's the truth. It's like you y'all are talking to a nigga who legitimately was on death row. What, what what was the line they said? They said they they said they had you for six murders and two attempts. I said that's disrespectful, Your Honor. I don't do attempts. <laughs> this is who you dealing with. You dealing with a guy that when one of his a nigga that uh tried to rob him when he was younger died. He was like, that's good for him. Fuck the nigga. Yeah. Like this is this is a different animal. Uh, Boosie was on his live the other day cooking breakfast. He was cooking scrambled eggs with a knife. On a Teflon pan, <laughs> just cooking the cancer right back into the fucking eggs. Like he was scraping the <laughs> shit out of the pan. <laughs> like you don't have a spatula, a plastic one. Like he was cooking scrambled eggs with a knife. With a knife, he was scrambling them in the pot with the knife, yo. What the fuck? This is a different individual. Ew. Ew. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Oh God, that was good luck. Like Boosie's silly as shit. The man. bigger point that was dope about it. Real quick, just quick, but I was gonna say this at the same time be the problem with media and the problem with Instagram and the problem with social media as a whole and the problem with all these different outlets and all the 
people forget because they look at the antics. Y'all watch enough loving hip hop and enough of somebody on a live. Y'all be forgetting that these motherfuckers is criminals. Yes. Like y'all see <laughs> Gucci and his chick sitting courtside and they got on matching dumbass Gucci shit. And y'all like, look at this nigga and yo, Gucci a clone. And you start, and you forget like, Gucci a murder. Gucci will shoot you in the face <laughs> with a rocket launcher. <laughs> you be forgetting that shit. And it's because to where you got motherfuckers who would never in their life talk crazy talking crazy to yeah. the, you know it, it, we see it all the time people like you you don't know who you think about whenever you ever go viral for the goofy shit oh man and got people in your junk and i literally i had to say I, I was almost said it to the dude the other day like well listen I ain't no killer, but I'm licensed, and I got a four or five. So you're not about to just run up and grab me by the titties and start wailing me <laughs> and around. Shake me up yeah, like, like Cassidy. That's just not gonna happen. So it's like, all right, cool. You know, but it's it's crazy because I watch these situations with social media where motherfuckers who realistically don't come out out the house. Yes. Like me, I, I don't really be out, but I'm also not on social media. You a bitch, you weird ass <laughs> nigga. Like, I'm not doing that shit. People need to understand that your rules or engagement are not necessarily my rules no. of engagement. And that violence always escalates. Disrespectful behavior and spat talk always escalates. I was at I was at Dave and Buster's. I'll never forget this shit. I was at Dave and Buster's. We was in the pool area. You know where the pool tables is? Yeah. The motherfucker had words with like another nigga. Like he was with his chick. He was with a couple chicks, whatever. And you could see it start. It was it was a lot of uh like Polo vests over polo hoodies. I'm like, all right, this shit's about to go left. Oh, it's the it's the 87 niggas. Yeah, it's just about to go left. And the 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 boy who was in this little area going at it with this boy hit. You could see like his man's coming down. You know that walkway, like the tunnel you yeah. walk through to go. He was coming down that, and boy was going at it with the other boy. They in each other's face, people breaking them up. The bull from the tunnel over top of everything was like, man, what the fuck is you rapping with that nigga for? And he made his way through the jaw, and the bull came around, because he's arguing with his man. The bull yeah. stepped up to him like, pussy, you want some of this too? Bow! And he... He ain't say a word. And I'm like, damn, because he made it known when he was over there. He ain't with the rapping. Right. Because <laughs> he asked this man, like, what you rapping with the nigga for? And he came through the crowd, and the boy stepped up to him, like, what the fuck, you got a problem? Boom, just laid him on his ass. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, see, you was trying to talk. He, yeah. he not with the talking. Yo, I was, I was <laughs> like, at, I was he at, established it from across the situation. I ain't with the talk. Why, why the are you talking you, about why, He to his man, why are you even talking to him? Yeah. I was just at no. I was at Noto last night. We had a great party, and at the end of the night, I'm talking to security, and they like, "Yo, we need to get back the beating niggas up at the club." They, <laughs> that was their whole point. They like, listen, these niggas want to walk up with these sassy attitudes and these big ass mouths and have so much to say. And they like, and I gotta police myself from not knocking this nigga the fuck out. When if we was two blocks from here and I wasn't at work. You wouldn't talk to me like that, number one. And number two, if you did, I would knock you the fuck out and flip your pockets inside out. Like, so we need to get back to knocking niggas out at the club. And I'm like, y'all got a good point. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, you know, like. Niggas walk up with the mouth from the rip. Damn, homie, what the fuck? Y'all niggas ain't got to. Uh, like, ho, slow down. You, yeah. I don't even know you. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> we. You know, I ain't gonna say no names, but it's a security nigga from up. Uh, I ain't gonna say where he at. But, um. <laughs> 
might he, as well say his name at that point. Yeah, that right. I'll tell you what, what part of the, the country he in. But um, he killed the nigga at, at the club. Like, the nigga was talking crazy. He picked the nigga up and threw him down steps and broke his neck. Hey. And they like, you know, they, well, he tripped as he fell backwards. I ain't touching him. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, like they put the nigga in a box and it's like, come on. Uh, let me see I did. <laughs> like, went back to work with it. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, they like killed the nigga. Like, they, like, like he was, you know, nigga, I, nigga just start talking crazy. Yeah. And, My know. thing be is like with the nightclub shit, if you're coming out to have a good time, why are you so like, True story. We like, were watching your IG story last night. Me and my lady, we was in bed. And I was looking at my joint. She was like sitting on my back. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, you see this shit? She's like, what? I'm like, Chad, party at Noto. She was like, what about him? Like, is we supposed to go to Mirage next week after the podcast? And I'm like, shit is giving me anxiety. Like, I'm just looking at it. Motherfuckers was throwing money. And I'm like, Noto, not a Listen, strip club. It's not a and strip I'm club. And I'm like, that in, that in itself could just cause chaos. And Listen, like, yo. I, I feel don't, like when the money started falling, it would be like the paid in full situation. So I'd be like scared to walk in my apartment <laughs> afterwards. But I was watching it. I was just like, once upon a time, I don't know if it was AO or Spank, but one of them had a tweet that went viral that said, if a nigga making it rain in the strip club and a dollar hits your face, you'll so imagine you not in the strip club and the money is just like remember in that in the movie in the movie cam was like pissed that the money was yeah. falling on him and it's just like yeah i seen that shit and i'm just like yeah i don't know about this whole so I, was, situation. I didn't even see the throwing money part till later with the videos and shit so i'm talking to my man my man wayne who birthday it was and i'm like when did the money start, bro? He like, oh, no, so-and-so dumbass started that shit. I said, so what happened? I mean, I threw like 20000 Excuse me? He said, yeah, I had, I, had a, I had a whack that was all hundreds and fifties, and I just took the band off the shit and just threw it. Why did you do that? Like, I thought we was here to make, you were scrutinizing about the bills. Like, oh, yeah, let's try to make some money tonight. You threw 20000 Like, you said, fuck the budget? He like no, and then my other homie, I'm like, yo, what? I'm I'm going back doing recon work, trying to figure this out. Like, so what? my other man, like, oh yeah, no, I threw like six. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, why are y'all doing this? This is not cool. This shit went on for like two hours. Them just throwing money. I remember I went in the club like years ago. This was like. Onyx days. We went in there and like I was with some niggas from down south. A couple of my folks had they guys up here and we went in Onyx and like one of the guys from Atlanta, he was one of those chest out, I'm yeah. the man where I'm from, boy. So he was like handing out bread. Like he bought that much money. Like he was giving nigga. He gave me like literally it was like eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> like throw that on them hoes, big man. I'm like what the fuck this nigga <laughs> talking about? I put that shit on my inside pocket. <laughs> this nigga's tripping. Yeah, let me get another Pepsi. <laughs> this nigga's fucking over here. But like, real talk, it's like I saw that shit yesterday. I'm just like, oh, I don't know about this Mirage situation. That shit next. Was like, I was watching the video. Shit was like this. Listen, that was the best non-celebrity event I ever did last night. That shit was like, I don't know how nobody died, first and foremost. Nobody died, nobody got into a fight, everybody went home. If they killed each other when they got home, that's their business. Yeah. Nobody died on the club premises. You had different people from all different parts of the city and you literally had just two groups of niggas, well, I'm sorry, 
let me make this clear. Shout out my man Wayne, my 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 my, my bro Wayne Briggs. It was his birthday last night. It was his birthday party last night? His birthday was last week. This motherfucker bought a hundred bottles, like a real hundred, not like sixty-seven, not eighty-two. No, this motherfucker bought a hundred bottles by itself. Nobody chipped in. It wasn't a group effort. He bought a hundred bottles and just passed the shit out. This other crew of niggas, which I'm not gonna say their names because I don't know what the fuck they got going on. They bought eighty-two bottles, but like Ace of Spades, uh. Dom Perignon, they bought 12 1942s. Who the fuck can drink that much goddamn tequila? Yeah. It's only 28, y'all. <laughs> Who can drink that much fucking tequila? Y'all just, at this point, you're just finding people to give the fucking liquor to. Like, uh, this Jules sh- told me he came up here. He's like, as a matter of fact, he linked with you. I oh, think y'all was at like. Uh, recess. Was it? I, I thought he said it was the social John. It might have been recess. Might have been. Yeah, because. I think we got split up at recess. We were somewhere he, before. He, he's, oh, yeah, we was at Golden Social. <coughs> then we went to recess. But he was like, he's so used to being down south to where, like, you come in the club and that shit is like till four or five in the morning. He's like, I came in and literally. He's like, I ordered like three bottles and they bored them. And then like eight minutes later, the lights came on. It was like the club closed. It was like, wait, what the fuck? It was like, it's three o'clock, club closing. And he was like, oh shit, because we ain't come into like 2.40. Yeah. And he was like, damn. And he was like, I just bought three bottles. All right. And I'm like, and what you do with him? He's like, fuck you mean? Love love and I'm like, man, I'd have been in there. Like, Yo, get the door, get the door for me. Like, you tripping. But last night was so absurd, dog. I'm sitting in the box office, like watching everybody leave out. I'm like, Henny bottle, Moet bottle. <laughs> like, you just see motherfuckers just walking out with bottles. Like, just blatantly just, like, walking out with bottles. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, a- I'd be that <laughs> Two liter Pepsi. <laughs> Niggas <laughs> like, hold on. Whatever I can get my hands on it. Niggas like, like, hold on, let me tripping. take this last swig of this shit. But yeah, to conclude the Boosie uh, Cabbage John, it's like, you know, I get what you, rep your, your fraternity, rep your set. Rep don't get your, your dumb ass killed in the process. Yeah, don't get, you know, stabbed with a knife like eggs. Oh, yeah, my point about Boosie. Uh, uh, Charlemagne brought this point about Boosie. Like made, all the, made all the sense in the world. Y'all, they kept a step and slide off of Wipe Me Down. I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, I'm not into that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's so. their, they, they step and slide off Wipe Me Down. So Boosie, like, damn, I thought I was an honorary member. If anybody get a pass, I thought I'd get a pass. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Get Boosie a pass. Motherfuckers out here with honorary doctorates. Boosie can't get an honorary fraternity. So what were the cabins stepping to before Wipe Me Down? I have no fucking clue. Were they clue. stepping? I'd imagine they was dancing. They was dancing or something with the big candy canes and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, candy canes. I'd, ima- I'd imagine they was stepping. Like, yeah, to what I don't know, but in the last 10, 12 years, wipe me down is their theme song. Give Boosie a pass. Make Boosie an honorary capper. Fuck that. Yeah, that, or leave him alone on the on the joint. Did, real quick, did, and he apologized twice. Did you happen to see any NFL shit today? I saw uh, the. First half and into the third quarter of the Chiefs game, I saw the Chiefs finally got their shit together. Most insane shit ever. Yeah. They scored eight straight touchdowns. <laughs> I've never seen no bullshit like it, dog. They were down. I was telling Taylor before we started. They were down 24 nothing. When a team is down, when somebody's up 24 nothing, if you come back to that game and they have 50, you like, God damn, they really poured it on. To see a team down 24 nothing, and you come back and they got 50, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck was y'all doing? I saw Mahomes had, like, five touchdowns in the third. Yeah. Like, no, like, in the third. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It was crazy. They really was, it was an onslaught. The last time I looked, they had 58. Damn. And that was before we started, so I ain't even like... What was it? At, uh, 48, I'm sorry. What did it finish at? T- oh, 51. 51, yeah. It finished at 51. 51, 31. Craziest shit ever. It just like... They and just, they was trying to say, oh, that they figured out 
we was just talking about it last week. Talking about, oh, they figured Mahomes out and this and that. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, the fuck. The only didn't. bright side to the NFL now because you know Lamar and went out there, and I, I hate the, the 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 racist undertone of all the tweets. Gonna turn into nineteen twenty three, baby. I told you eighteen twenty three. <laughs> like these motherfuckers is gonna be tripping. Like I hate the the. The tweets and all that. I understand. It's going to be a learning situation. Yeah. You know, it's one of them things. Um, the only bright side to the NFL right now, because I'm not rooting for any of these teams, is that Andy Reid might get one. I would love to see that. I, that's the one zone where it's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be nice to see Andy Reid finally get yeah. a Super Bowl. That would be decent as shit. But outside of that, I don't give a damn about the Niners. I don't give a damn about the Seahawks. Y'all didn't get a ball to Marshawn. I hope y'all lose today. <laughs> I don't really don't give a damn about the Packers. One thing I thought was interesting, the whole Lakers team is at the Packers game. Holy shit, really? I was telling him I showed T before we started. Are they we, playing the Bucks? I don't know, soon? but the, and, and they all got on Packers gear. Anthony Davis, KCP, Rondo, they was all coming to fucking the stadium with late with a uh, Packers Ain't gear. Ain't LeBron on. a Cowboys fan? This is the craziest shit on earth. <laughs> AB, well, AB was on the field in the Aaron Rodgers jersey. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they even there for? I thought that was strange as shit. That is strange. But LeBron's I, a Cowboys fan. But I, I don't know Bron there. Okay. AD's there, Kuzma's there, K KCP is there, Rondo's there, Rondo is there, and um, Caruso I believe is there. But it's just I, I thought that Caruso. was straight. Caruso has more votes than <laughs> who did I see? Oh, Devin Booker. I lost my <laughs> shit the other day when I saw that. Dog, they got to get rid of NBA voting. It has it's, to go. It's trash. Taco Fall has more votes than Sabonis. I said, what the fuck is y'all doing, man? It, Popularity contest. It just, it's goofy. It, it, they, they need to get rid of that, man. I did vote. I did my votes the other day. I did vote Kelly Oubre in. I just fuck with Kelly Oubre. I did my joint the other day. I did not vote Harden in, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I legitimately would have picked Caruso. I fucking went on the East joint, and I'm like, Kyrie is averaging 28.5 vote. I didn't yeah, even he, know he was killing he, like that. But... They're Kyrie terrible. Irving? Yeah. But he, what it was was he scored 28 in the first game. And then he never came yeah. So I was like, yeah, he's averaging 28. <laughs> he's, he's supposed to play tonight, I believe, yeah. though. But, um, yeah, uh, I, the, the, the NBA voting shit, they got to get rid of What it. I wanted to see for this season from Kyrie, I want to see him go just full Kobe and just say, fuck it, I'm averaging 37. He dope. I don't know if his uh, leg I know can hold up. I know we ain't going nowhere. I'm averaging 37, baby. All right, last couple minutes we got. You want to talk about the live show? Yes. Because it's like in four days. Live show is in uh, four four business days. Thursday, January 16th, we are live, 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 live at Punchline Philly. You can get your tickets at punchlinephilly.com. There are still tickets left, contrary to the Ticketmaster shutdown yeah. the other day. I'm like, I sent it to the people from Live Nation. I said, is this right? They're like, oh, no, Ticketmaster's down. Sorry, like. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't need this type of stress in my life. Right. If you didn't see it on social media, we announced our special guest is drunk legend, basketball, streetball legend, dribbling legend, AO, Aaron Owens. He's going to be on the show. Um, I've talked to him a lot. You know, we had this basically booked for a while now, whatever, since the beginning. So we announced the live show. And, um, you know, he's excited to do it. Um, the fucking social media episode, like I said, it was one of our popular cult following episodes from the beginning of the show. It's off the fucking internet. The first half is on YouTube, though. So if y'all want to hear half of the fucking shenanigans and AO throwing Matt under the bus for two and a half yeah. hours on a social media episode, that's there. He's promised to behave himself so y'all don't have to rumble. Um, he's a changed man now. He has a daughter and stuff like that. So. He had a daughter then. Yeah, he did. I don't think the, he was being a dad. The then, funniest no. part about the drone was like he was just like kept swearing I wanted to fuck Shorty, and then he FaceTimes her. <laughs> 
And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Whatever, whatever. So we talk. You remember how the whole shit went. Yeah. And he hangs the FaceTime up and was like, your girl going to kill you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why does this excite you? <laughs> what? <laughs> why does this make you happy? Yeah, that the you... social media episode was funny as shit. We, we drank like two bottles of 1800 that fucking show. Yeah, we was drunk. That we was, was bad. We was on that joint. The uh, I'm a drink at the, at the podcast. Oh, 100%. Um, the, um, it should be fun. Should definitely be informative. Should be fun. If y'all don't have y'all tickets, can y'all please buy y'all tickets, man? Like, I know a lot of y'all going to walk up. Y'all going to be like, oh, who all going? And then show up, shit like that. But if you can, buy your tickets. This is not about me and Matt getting rich. This is about establishing. Yeah, no. We're definitely not going to do that with this, <laughs> this show. This is about establishing a history of hard ticket sales with fucking Live Nation so we can do this shit again right. and do cool shit like this in other markets and stuff like that and expand our fucking fan base. So any of our fans from New York, DMV, whatever, if y'all in the area, come through Thursday show uh, start at 8 o'clock well doors open at 8 o'clock we'll probably be hitting the stage like 8.30 8.45 some old shit like that pull the fuck up have they, do we know what the stage like how it's gonna be do we have a setup I have or? no idea I'll find out tomorrow I'm gonna figure that uh, out Sharif Saunders my graphic designer where the fuck are my designs at I'm trying to put some merch out for fucking Thursday yeah, yeah okay Uh, so hopefully he'll send me that tonight and then I can go get shirts and hats and shit made tomorrow that would be pretty cool that'd be cool and then uh, we'll have, I had a couple people hit me about hoodies and shirts yeah and we'll have some third else. anniversary merch or whatever like that if if Sharif Saunders uh, sends, sends me my fucking I've design that name yeah he's he dope as fuck yeah he's super dope he had clothing called prime couple other projects that he worked on stuff like that album covers and shit like that for big artists like he definitely that bull uh but yeah this thursday january 16th you can't say we didn't remind you this is four shows in a row we've been talking about it the whole fucking time thursday january 16th trp live real hot (laughs) yes third third anniversary show special guest aaron owens um Special guests, y'all. We definitely gonna take some questions, interact with the crowd, talk some shit, and then after parties at Mirage One Nineteen South Street. Matt may or may not make an appearance. No, I really want to go. <laughs> I do, honestly. Thursday's not gonna be like last night. Well, I mean, literally, I'm gonna come in, puff my hookah, and <laughs> go ahead and get out. Selection <laughs> stage left. It's my boy Dre Ali's birthday. He's a big supporter of the show. I'm basically gonna do a. What does Future get? Two fifty four. Walkthrough. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting nothing for a walkthrough, but I'm still gonna pull I'm a walkthrough. Still pulling the fuck up. Yeah. So yeah, so we got that going on. So yeah, if y'all fuck with us, y'all in the area, y'all don't got y'all badass kids, come down Thursday, come be a part of the live show, come be a part of history. Um I gotta find somebody to videotape this shit. And uh that's pretty much it. That's all I got. I have nothing else. All right, cool. Well, again, Thursday, January sixteenth, TRP live, first time. Um Second time ever, but first time solo show. We did a Roots Picnic. PunchlinePhilly.com to get your tickets. Uh, you can DM me. I don't, won't have tickets, but I will send you the ticket link if you DM me. And hopefully we'll just see y'all Thursday. Any questions between then, DM Matt, DM me, DM the Realest Podcast ever. See y'all on Thursday. Peace. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.